time become death, the destroyer of worlds. We all go a little mad sometimes. The Antichrist. You got me in a vendetta kind of mood. Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. It's not the photographer's fault. Bigfoot is blurry. And that's extra scary to me. Because there's a large, out-of-focus monster roaming the countryside. And welcome back to the Nightshades Echo. This is your host, Ryan. Susan will not be in this episode this week. She was really, really busy, and by the time we recorded it, she had clients and whatnot at the store. So I just want to start off saying that we have a really awesome interview coming up. Uh, That is with spirit medium Daniel Jackson. I talked to him for about an hour and a half or so, and I hope you really like that that interview as I really enjoyed talking to him and learning a little bit more about spirit mediumship. I know this podcast has been kind of goofy and loose and kind of dirty as I'm sometimes depending on what we were talking about. I want to shift this. Um, I just want to shift this podcast away from that. Now I've been thinking about this for a while and I talked to Susan about this. I kind of want to open this up so that everybody can listen to it. I think we're missing a huge demographic of people by labeling the podcast as explicit. So with that being said, I hope to have this more, um, a more serious podcast because, I mean, me personally, I'm an anthropology major and with a focus in folk, American folklore, and then I'm also an or an archaeology major and a historic preservation major at one time. So I'm, I'm a highly knowledgeable person about things that we like to talk about on this show, and I don't think that we represent that with the podcast as it is right now um, because... Because of just the nature of the podcast. It's been kind of, we cuss a lot and whatnot. So I, I hope to def- get away from that a little bit while still keeping it kind of funny. Um, yeah, so so hopefully we can, we can do a podcast that everybody can listen to. Your kids can listen to it. Your mom, your dad, whoever can listen to it. As of right now, with the past episodes, that's not, that's not necessarily the fact. That's not necessarily true. Because not everybody likes to listen to a lot of cussing or, or touchy subjects where we're talking about kind of dirty things and whatnot. So so with that being said, uh, the main portion of this episode is the interview with Daniel Jackson. Now, it's kind of funny that he reached out to me in the way that he reached out to me. Apparently, he found one of my posts on Facebook. I'm not very active on Facebook. My name's not on Facebook. My Facebook account is not under my real name. So only people who know me know who I am on Facebook. So he reached out to me and apparently I had said something about being a sensitive which I am. And he's like, Oh, you're more than a sensitive. You could be a spirit medium if you wanted to be. I'm like, Oh yeah. Is that, is that, is that, a, is that a fact? Because you know how I am. I'm kind of skeptical. I'm kind of sarcastic as well. So I, I basically wanted him to be like, you know, prove to me what he was talking about. So we just got to get, we kind of got to talking and he kind of sets up things that were really coincidental with things that were going on with me and the store and things that happen at the store and stuff like that. 
things that he knew that he shouldn't have known. And there was no way that he didn't know because it's not broadcasted. So, um, and I don't even think he's listened to any of the episodes either. So he wouldn't have known what had happened in previous episodes. So, uh, the interview that we had was, it was a very good interview and it's, it's, it's general. It's not in one particular direction. It's all over the place. We talk about a lot of different things and I hope that you, you enjoy it right after this break. We'll come straight back with the interview and it's about an hour or so long. So if you want to stick around for the entire time, I'll wrap that up at the very end. So thank you for listening. And uh, I, one thing I do want to say is that the, he keeps mentioning Colt in the well, well, as if Colt was still there. When we first picked up the phone, me and Colt were going to do the interview, but by the time we started talking, Colt had a client and he was gone for the entire time. So Colt is no, not in this podcast. However, he refers to Colt, and that's why. So because when we picked up the phone, Colt was there and he did say hi and things like that to him. So, but and during the middle of the interview, Colt had to leave. So. So, yeah, thanks for uh, listening to the Nightshades Echo. We always appreciate it. And Susan will be back this next episode. Just at the moment, she was really, really busy, and uh, we had to record it without her. So thank you for listening, and here is the interview. Welcome back to the Nightshades Echo. Today, our guest is Spirit Medium Daniel. Daniel, if you go ahead and take over and just introduce what you do and uh, how you do it and all that good stuff. <clears throat> sure. Uh, my name is Daniel Jackson. I grew up in a little town in New Jersey. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, I grew up in this town in New Jersey. Uh, there was a little battlefield there, and uh, all the houses around that area uh, all had haunted houses. <clears throat> so uh, I thought it was just me and our house, but it wasn't. It was all these houses around. And then, uh, but what happened to be was after I moved out of that house, each house that I went to after that was also haunted. I had things happen to be like I was, I was a musician at one time and I came home from a gig and I laid down in bed. And when I laid down, something laid down next to me, I could feel the, the, the pillow squish down. And it happened like three or four times. And then I finally sat up one time to look around and when I did, whatever was there in the room with me picked up the blanket that I had on me and rose it up to the top of the ceiling and shook it over top of me and then dropped it on me. Wow. <clears throat> and then from that point, I slept on the, the couch for two years because uh, it scared the crap out of me because yeah. I was part of a Catholic religion where everything is supposed to be demons and devils, yep. and uh, it's just not. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so then uh, every house I went to after that I lived in, uh, I was having these same types of issues and seeing things. I was with a girlfriend one time and we were watching TV and she was at the foot of the bed and I was at the other end. And then this big cloudy, thick white cloudy thing about four feet long came out of the closet and coasted across the room. And uh, then it just disappeared. And she looked at me and she said, did you see that? And I said, yeah, I saw that. Let's get the heck out of here. But it just it kept going on and on and on. Uh, you get used to it after a while. It's like anything. If you, if you eat uh, potato chips all the time, you're just going to get used to that taste. So I got used to all this happening around me all the time. So I just figured, you know, I would tell people stories throughout my life because I have seen so much stuff. But it was just it was just regular stuff to me. It was my life. 
uh, up until a point right before I was 50 years old. Uh, and then my wife went away uh, on a trip. And when she went away, I saw everything scary that you could ever imagine. Um, I saw green and red mist pouring out of the walls. I saw skulls pouring out of the walls. I saw skulls floating around my room with, with red eyes and fangs. Uh, I saw down in my basement, uh, a wall of blackness appeared in the middle of the floor. And then a man walked out of it with this wide rim hat on and a long black coat. And I couldn't, couldn't see his face because when he turned around, all I saw was red eyes. Uh, and he walked across the room, but uh, he had a perfect stride and no feet. And uh, he just walked in and walked through the wall and that was it and disappeared. Um, seven foot skeletons. My wife and I ended up uh, uh, getting a camera when she finally came back. And I was telling her about all this stuff that we had that we kept in the house because our her stepson or her son was bringing all these friends in the house we didn't want. So it had uh, night vision in it. And we set that camera up and I went into the bedroom to go to sleep. And then I felt someone touching me. I thought it was my wife and I rolled over and there's a seven foot skeleton standing next to my bed with his hands on me. Uh, <clears throat> I asked it, I got up and asked it what it wanted. And then it just finally walked into the back of the wall and moved away and, and took off. And then, uh, so I went out to my wife and said, hey, check your phone. She checked her phone and there was nothing there. So we went back in the room to check the camera and whatever it was, it turned the camera off. Um, <clears throat> then I had this one instance where I was in the bedroom and this big cloud appeared above the bed and then a wall like of a, like a, like a, uh, maybe a window of darkness more or less appeared. And then I saw this skeletal arm come out and another one, and then it pulled a, a skeleton body out and it stood there and stared at me. And I asked it, what do you want with me? And it looked at me like it was just freaked out that I was actually seeing it. Uh, and then it floated up onto the ceiling and then just disappeared. I was seeing so much stuff <clears throat> that I went to uh, look for mediums. I found a few mediums that I ended up talking to, but I had a paranormal group come to my house. Um, they put all these instruments up, these little boxes with lights and little wires on them. And I asked him, what do you do with that? And he said, well, uh, spirit, uh, they, they produce uh, like a uh, uh, static electricity. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, he put his hand on the couch and rubbed it on and waved his, head, uh, his hand over top of this thing. And the little light went bloop and lit up. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So they put them all around my house. And then they said, okay, where do you have a lot of the activity going? I said, the, be the bedroom. He said, well, let's go in there. And I walked past them. And as soon as I walked past them, every one of those things went bloop and lit up. And I turned around like, what the heck is going on? And they said, we don't know. We've never seen that many of them go off. And I was like, oh, okay. <clears throat> so we go in the bedroom. And uh, they want to try another experiment where they had this thing called an ovulus. And they put the ovulus in the room with me. And I went into the room and pretend I was sleeping because it was at nighttime. That's when they wanted to do all this mess. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and they come in and they turn it on. And then it starts saying words because energy goes into it and starts spitting out words and said words like unique and special and energy. Um, then they started talking to it and asking it questions. And that's when it got a little crazy because when they were talking to it, they asked the questions like, are you here to harm Daniel? And then it spoke sentences and it says, no, we are not here to harm Daniel. We love Daniel. 
we love his energy. We love everything about him. And I was like, okay. And then one time we uh, were sitting there and uh, they it says the word road, like your street says road. And when it does that, a car went right That's past my house. And I was like, what the heck? Right. This is crazy. And then we go outside of the room when we get done after about 10 minutes. And they said, that was a 10 minute, that was a, that was a real conversation that was going on there. That wasn't something that was just residual or anything like that. And I said, how do you know? And they said, well, because everything we asked it, it answered. I said, oh, okay, well, that's cool. And they said, well, no. And I said, why? And they said, because we only get that thing to have words come out of it. We've never seen it talk in sentences. And I was like, okay. And they said, but this was intelligent sentences. I said, all right. <clears throat> so they, they, they went throughout the house. They took pictures. They had these pictures that were taken with a digital camera. And they would take pictures of each other and then take a picture of me with them. And then the girl who was taking the pictures points to somebody else and says, hey, um, you got to check this out. And I was like, what are you looking at? She's like, well, we're not supposed to tell you until the big reveal. And I said, well, can you give me something at least? Because I'm trying to figure this out. And she's like, okay. She shows me a picture of each person. And then she shows me a picture of each person with me. And when that picture's in there, there's like 15 or 20 light orbs surrounding me. And I was like, what's all that? She said, that's people. And I was like, okay, well, why are there so many around me? And I said, we don't know. And I was like, all right. So um, what ended up happening with that is they contacted me afterwards, leader of the group contacted me and said, uh, I know we're supposed to come with a big reveal. Uh, we, you already got a lot of information. I said, yeah, I, I did. I said, but, uh, you know, he said, well, I can't get the rest of the group to come back over to your house because they're too scared. And I was like, what do you mean they're too scared? He said, they won't come in because when we get information, you know, we get a, a, a tag here and there, but we don't get this, uh, this much information. And they're just, they're scared of it. And I was like, well, okay. So where does that leave me? I said, because you are the paranormal group. You know, when you showed up, I saw your little van outside and I saw your, your decal on the side of the truck. And all I could think was, I don't want to be this kind of famous because everyone's going to think in my neighborhood that the Blair Witch Project's happening at my house. I said, so what's going on? You, I, you can't, why won't you come back? He said, they just, they're just too scared, Mr. Jackson. And I said, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't be in this business because, you know, I don't need to know that I have spirit in my house. I know that because I see them everywhere. Right. But I just need to know why. And you can't tell me why. He said, no, I can't tell you why, and uh, I can't really go into anything after that because, <clears throat> like I said, no one wants to come back and, and talk because they're afraid to come into your house. And I said, well, maybe you ought to think twice about being into this business that you're in. He said, yeah. He said, we already are. Everyone's quit the group. And I said, oh, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to move on to something else and find some information. So I ended up going in and finding uh, five other mediums, five mediums that I didn't I just met them, uh, talked to them. None of them knew each other, but every one of them told me the same story about me. And they told me that uh, I'm the super bright white light and spirit is coming to me. They say I have a gift to see them, and I do. I see them. I see them everywhere. I see faces 
I see more faces in a night than any paranormal group will ever see in an entire year. Uh, I see thousands of faces. It's like when I'm in a dark room or I look into a dark TV, I don't like to do that very often, but uh, I see, it's like being in a room with a thousand people, except nobody leaves and more people just keep coming in. And I just, and I don't know who these people are. They're just faces. They're just thousands of them, but I don't see just faces either. I see dogs and cats and horses and cows and pigs and alligators and fish. I see everything. So when I, talked to these mediums they all told me the same story about me being they said you're super bright white light one of them said that she, she said i'm the whitest light she's ever seen in her entire life and she's been doing it for like 40 years and i said why are they coming to me and she said they're coming to you because they believe that you're the light into heaven and i was like okay so what do i do about that and they said well she said, you have to have a sit down. You can talk to whoever you want to. You want to call him the higher power. You want to call him God, whatever you want to talk to. You have to have a talk with him and, and tell him, decide if you want to move forward with this gift or if you want to let it go. And she, But she said, you know, I don't think you want to let this go. And I said, no, I don't. It's a part of my life. I, You know, if I could do something with this and help people with it, then that's what I'm going to do. And she said, well, then. If you want to say yes to it, go ahead and say yes to it. She said, but, you know, i got to let you know it's not going to be an easy life. And I said, okay, whatever. I, you know, I've, I've been through some crap in my life. I've, uh, I, had a, I had a pound of frozen chicken fall on top of me. I ended up in uh, two different surgeries and, and, uh, and going through uh, uh, rehab for four years, relearning how to walk. So I've been through some shit. You know, it's not, it's not a big deal. Life is not – if life was meant to be easy, what would be the point, you know? So, so – uh, I went home and told my wife, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk in this room, nice dark room, and have a little talk, and then we'll see what happens. And that's what I did. I went into the room, and I said, you know what, God, whoever you are, uh, I'm going to accept this gift because uh, I want it to move forward, and I want to be able to do something with it. And if I could do something with it and help people, that's what I want to do. And then I just walked out, told my wife, and then the next thing, boom, everything the next day changed. I stopped seeing all the crazy skeletons and the skulls and the crazy shadow people and all that stuff. Um, and everything started to change for me. <clears throat> it took about six months for it to diminish all those skulls and stuff. But then I asked to just see people. And that's what I see now. I see people everywhere. The regular people, I see the ones who have crossed over and I see the ones who have not crossed over can tell the difference and the differences between that is you could be out in a crowd and see 10 or 15 people around you in a crowd of people and you look over and somebody just happens to look over and they smile at you and then you look over again and they've disappeared because that is someone who has who has manifested themselves back into this realm from being over on the other side into the light they can do that because there's pure energy over there yeah yeah it's interesting yeah, that that you were talking about your your uh you know your upbringing and stuff and it's very similar to mine, and I did mention that on the last podcast that we did. I basically went over everything that I had seen. You know, I call it ghost, spirits, whatever it is. But it's very similar to what you were talking about and how you just get used to it because you see so much stuff, especially yeah. in the house that I grew up in with my parents' house. And I remember seeing stuff from when I was probably four or five years old. Me too. Through to, you know, I haven't seen anything, you know, here in the past year and a half or so. But you would see stuff out of the corner of your eye. You'd see it in front of you. 
And I, I explained yeah. on the last show that what you see on TV is absolutely not at all what happens in Hard real watch. life. Yeah. Hogwash. Yeah, it's completely actual. Uh, the things yeah, that I've seen, the things I've seen were straight up as if people were beside you. They weren't misty. They weren't, you know, uh, you know, and a lot of times they had black eyes. I don't know if that happened with you or not. Uh, yes. <laughs> or, or no eyes at all. Yes, or red eyes or green eyes. Yeah, glowing green eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I noticed that you mentioned the hat man, which is a very common phenomenon with the a lot of people. Hat man. Yes, yeah, I've seen the hat man. But now I see the hat man on a regular basis. The only, the only uh, thing that I've ever seen that was even close to the hat man happened. My dad was a preacher. And so we were at a church, of course, because he was preaching. And we used to go in this nursery, and that's where, like, all the kids would play and stuff. And I was probably, like, in seventh grade or so. Me and my friend were just, like, in the floor just messing around and stuff. And we looked behind us, and a man was standing behind us. He looked as if he was, like, an 1880s cowboy almost. He had a hat. Yeah, that's what I saw. He had, like, a vest. He had a mustache. But he had no eyes, of course. Um, And he looked like a cowboy. And, like, there was no history of cowboys being in that area. It was just an old church, and there was an old school beside it or, you know. But there was no reason for that to happen, and both of us saw it. Well, because what you saw is not of this world, because he is not in spirit. He is from another realm, Mm -hmm. and he comes through to watch people like you and me. Because from what my spirit guides tell me, they are interested because we are able to see spirit. And they cannot, and they want to know why we can't. Oh. And they're interested, so they come through to check us out to see why. They're interested that, that the fact that we can actually see them, because they want to know why we can still see them, even though they're coming from another dimension. Here's one that I've never heard anybody else mention, or anything even close to it. I had an instance where I was probably five or six years old. It's the first thing that I can remember that was weird, Okay. Well, I was laying on this cot in my parents' bedroom at the time we were sleeping there with my parents, me and my little brother. And I remember looking at the ceiling and it looked as if there were these little black misty creatures or something. And they were going along the top of the ceiling around the walls and it was spinning. Okay. I've never heard anybody else describe anything like that. Have you had any instances that even looked or even was sounded remotely like that? Yes, I've been in my bedroom where we black it out because my wife is a nurse and I see these little tiny creatures come across the floor and crawl up onto the bed. To me, it almost reminded me of like wild animals. Yes, and I mean, and not like one or two, like 50 or Dozens, yeah, dozens just lined up against the wall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're the first person that has had any any idea of what I was talking about, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know what they were. I mean, I... I couldn't describe them to you because you just look at them and you're like, what the hell is that? Like, like, it'd be like some little sea creature that's down below in the ocean and they're up here in my room just walking around. I'm like, what the hell? Is I remember on? one almost kind of looked like a buffalo, if that makes sense. But it was sure. wispy. It was like only half of it and it was wispy, but it was bl- darker than black. Yeah, I have seen many, many other uh, spirits that are not human. And the reason I say that is because they're not from this world. So if anybody else out there thinks that we are the only planet with life on it, 
you are dead wrong because I see these ones in spirit. They don't, they are humanoid, but they don't look human. And they, they look sort of like monsters. These are the ones they probably make movies and TV shows about. But are they all, all they are is they just look different. It's something we're not used to seeing. That's all. But yeah, I see them all the time. They're just, I saw, I saw, so I was meditating a couple of weeks ago and I see stuff in meditation as well. And um, the only time I don't see spirit is when I'm sleeping, but that doesn't normally uh, uh, last too long. It's like three or four hours. And then sometimes they just wake me up out of the middle of sleep and I wake up and there's a spirit floating above my head, uh, usually a cloud with a face in it. But uh, yeah, I saw this uh, thing. I don't know. I, I can only describe it as looking like maybe a, like a gorilla. Okay, it didn't have a gorilla face, but it was it was had this thick black hair. I couldn't see its face. All I could see was its body and its arms, and it was holding on to a uh, a baby. And this baby was also in spirit, because everyone when you when you leave your body, uh, you have two places to go. You either cross over into the light or you don't. And some spirit get lost. <clears throat> so this thing was holding the spirit of the baby. So I talked to the baby because I can talk to them uh, because I cross spirit. Over. That's my main gift. I cross spirit into the light every single day of my life. I don't get paid for it. What light am I crossing it into? Me. And why do I say that? Because in order for the light to be here, to shine, to show spirit where to cross and where to go and how to get there, it has to be in a physical body every single time. It happens to be in mine, and it's always me. It's just me in another body all the time. Because we all come back here uh, lots and lots of times to, to learn lessons, but to fulfill a purpose. If you don't fulfill your purpose, you have to come back. That's why we all come back. But I keep coming back for one single purpose, which is to be the light to shine in, to show uh, spirit how to get to heaven. My my grandfather, uh, my mom and dad, wanted he wanted to know when I was going to be born because he knew. and uh, so uh, they called him up and said, hey, he's being born. You got to come to the hospital. And he was getting ready to come to the hospital. And he had a heart attack and died. And his spirit left his body and came into mind. And then I was born that quick. Uh, it's why uh, that's why there are uh, stillborn babies. They are born dead because they have no soul. in them. Ah. So he comes into me and then I'm alive now. And I'm here to show spirit. And I have to do it sometimes physically. But most of the time they just, they just jump in. Uh, but I see that as well. I was sitting with my sister one time talking in this low-lit room. We are just talking. She knows about me because we've all seen this stuff our entire lives. And then a big flash of light went off next to me. And she's like, what the hell was that? I was like, oh, that? that, that no, they're just jumping in. She's like, what do you mean jumping in? I said, they're just they're jumping. She goes, oh, you mean crossing over? I said, yeah, they're crossing over. They're crossing over through you? Yeah, they're crossing over through me. Why are they doing that? It's because I'm the light in the heavens. Maybe it's a type said, of portal or something that you're able to access. I am the portal. That's the thing about it. So Spirit has told me I am a portal for all spirits. All spirit that crosses over into heaven goes through me. All spirit comes back that uh, wants to visit comes through me. There's no other way to go. My spirit has my soul has returned here to this world over 23,000 times. It just keeps coming back over and over and over again except this is the last time. After I'm done here this time, that's it. Each person, when you die and you pass away, you get your own personal light that turns on. You've been here a bunch of times. 
you're here right now. If you look outside, everybody, you look at Colt, you and Colt have both been to heaven. You both had to come back because you didn't fulfill your purpose. And you don't remember heaven because if you did, you wouldn't be able to function here on the world. There's a, so, um, there's a theory that's out there that when babies are born, that they're screaming and crying because they remember being, you know, being before and then realizing that yes. they're starting over. Yes, because that's what you're doing. Because when you come here, before you come here, you as the soul get to choose the body you're going to come into. You always come back into the same family circle every time. But it doesn't really make a difference because we all meet up with each other anyway when we're here. They come in because when you, before you get here, they want to give you a bunch of information they want you to remember so that when you come back through, you can possibly you know, fulfill your purpose. But you come into the body of a baby. And when you come in, you're like, whoa, what's going on here? And then you see a bunch of people around you and they're going, hey, little baby, I'm your mommy and I'm your daddy. And you're looking at them like, and then, then you have to figure it out. But yeah, you come into this world because you're starting over again. And the problem with starting over is the world is going to teach you the ways of the world eventually. And you get all screwed up with that. And when you do get all screwed up with that, then you have to figure out how you're going to get through the rest of this world. Because there's a term that says, you know, God bless you. or God helps those that help themselves. No, he helped you already once. He put you here. But what he wants us to do is figure it out for ourselves. But we also get help from spirit guides as well. And he's able to bring them through so we can do that. But people don't do that. So how would somebody go about trying to find or trying to understand their past life? Is there a way to to find that? Is there a way to, was it be meditation Um, or is it any other way? Sure. You can do that uh, by through other mediums who do that as well. My recommendation, don't bother. And the reason I say that is because if your past life was so important, you, you wouldn't be here now. Because if your past lives or past life was so important, you would have fulfilled your purpose and you wouldn't have had to come back. What's important right for you right now is what you do right now. And what the, and what the purpose of that is to, is to fulfill your purpose. Because when you fulfill your purpose, you don't have to come back. You can choose to come back as a spirit guide for someone else, or you can choose to come back in another body in another lifetime but the purpose of, of it all is to learn your lessons. If it's not a good lesson or a bad lesson, it's just a lesson. The real thing that you're here to do is fulfill that purpose. And if you don't fulfill the purpose, you'll just keep coming back. It's not a punishment. They'll just go over your life with you because it's not judgment. They'll tell you, well, you made this decision and this one, but it affected 20 people when you thought it was only going to affect five. And you say, oh, man, because as a soul, you want to do good things. Because there's two lives you can live here. You are either on the correct path or on the alternative path. The alternative path gets you back here again. And you don't want to keep continuing to do that because life is not easy. There's a lot of mediums out there who will tell you that, you know, everything is wonderful and everything's going to be great and everything is rainbows and unicorns, but it's not. Life is not easy. It's not meant to be easy. We're here to learn things, but it's not always good for some people as well as it is for other people. So what we need to do is concentrate on fulfilling that purpose so we don't have to come back again. Because all this is, is a big God experience. That's all it is. You're here to learn lessons and fulfill a purpose. And he wants us to learn these things and then figure it all out. 
But what he wants us to do eventually is, is to come home with more knowledge of, of everything. But a lot of people use their egos and they don't want to do anything or they don't want to help anybody or they just want to do everything for themselves. I mean, if you win the lottery, it's not because you're lucky. You're winning the lottery because it's a part of a lesson that you need to learn that if you get that money, what are you going to do with it? Are you just going to spend it all on yourself and then then you'll be on that alternative path and have to come back again? Or will you go out and help people and just help them just because you can and not because you have to brag about it or not because you're going to get money for it? That's 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 what everyone's purpose is. Your purpose is the same as my purpose. It's the same as Colt's purpose. It's the same as... Every purpose out there for every single per- person is we are here to help people just for the sake of helping, not because it's going to make you famous, not because somebody's going to have a grandiose idea that theirs is going to be more important to make them look more important than somebody else, but we're here to do it just because we can. But the important part of that is, is to get it right. Those past lives that you had, I remember some of mine. I don't remember all of them because I have been here so many damn times, it's not even funny. But... I'm here for a reason, but I also know this is my last time. I don't have to come back again because no one likes to talk about it because probably don't want you to know about it. But the end of the world is coming because we're destroying this place. You know, Elon Musk and all those guys are out there saying, hey, we want to go to another planet. You know what? We got a really good planet right here. We should learn to take care of it because we all live on the same planet. No one's going anywhere anytime soon. We better start to get along with each other before we annihilate each other. So if there's somebody out there that's mm-hmm. uh, that's resonating with what you're saying, you know, saying, hey, you know, I kind of have experienced the same things that you're experiencing, what advice would you have for somebody uh, to, what kind of advice would you have for that person? You know, uh, I know there's other people that are out there that experience the same things that me and you have experienced. Yeah, 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 and you got that right, me and you. Those people need to reach out. They need to find their people. They need to stop hanging around the people who want to bring them down and want to tell them they're a piece of crap. Well, you know what? If you're going to be like that, I don't need you in my life. Get them out of your life. I don't care if it's your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your best friend, your so-called best friend. If they're not helping you to be a positive force in your life, then get rid of them. And then go out and find your people. And there are many avenues that they can go out and find these people, but they just have to think about it first and then maybe try to Google it. Uh, or Google Spirit Medium, Google Medium, Google Empath, uh, Google all these things, and you'll find your people. You may have to go here, here and there or travel a little bit distance to find them, but the only way you're going to get help for you is reach out and try to find it. But a lot of people, the world doesn't want you to believe you have this kind of control and power over yourself because they want you to be able to think that you have to rely on them for everything, and we don't. We don't have to rely on them for anything. We could take care of ourselves. We could heal ourselves. But Jesus was here. Jesus showed us that he could heal people. Why could he do that? Because it was the first time his soul had ever been here. He was that connected to it. That's why he could heal other people. He could turn water into wine. He was trying to get us to let us know that we could do this as well. But we got to get back to that. We got to stop letting the people who control us control us. But the people who wanted to control us saw that he was taking the power away from them and they put him on a cross and then they tortured the shit out of him and murdered him, you know, and he was trying to get us all together. And they were, they were telling people, if you do what Jesus did, we're going to torture the shit out of you too. That's why they want everybody to wear a cross around their neck. That's not a, a reminder of Jesus. 
that's a reminder of how much control they have over you because that, that cross is a form of punishment. That's what that is. I've always but, thought that uh, as well. Yeah, if you want to find your people, you got to go out and find them. And as you, as you were telling me, you know, your wife owns th- this store that has a metaphysical and non-metaphysical stuff in it. You know, hang out there because when you hang out there, that's where you're going to find your people. It's funny. Be- it's funny that you say that because I'm not a very social person at all. And while being here at the store, and I don't know if it's because of the metaphysical properties of the things that we have here or just the people around, I am very happy. I am social butterfly, which is not my character for most of the time. And uh, it's funny you said that because, you know, I, I, today I like, I wanted to come to the store because it's fun at the store or normally, you know, I would be like, no, I'm just going to stay home. You know why you have that anxiety? Why is that? I'll tell you why. Why is that? Because I've dealt with it since I was about 10. Because you choose to have it. Because everyone makes choices for themselves. And here's the analogy I'm going to use for you. If you were an alcoholic and I was your buddy, I'd say, hey, you know what? I can take you to classes. I can help you. We'll go to AA. We'll do all this stuff together. But it's not going to make a difference until you choose, you decide that you no longer want to be an alcoholic. So the only reason you have these anxious feelings inside of you is because you choose to keep them inside of you. And the only way they're going to away, go, going to go away is when you stand up for yourself and say, you know what? I'm not going to let this rule my life anymore. I'm going to let this go so I can go out and have a, what I think is going to be a regular life for me and then go out and find that because that's the only way. But so many people have so much problems with anxiety and depression. You can go to a doctor and they can talk you through it. But what are they still doing? They are just talking. The only way it's going to come out of you is if you release it. You can take some medicine, but all that's going to do is put a Band-Aid on it. You have to deal with it. You have to decide, you know what? I don't need this in my life anymore. And you have to let it go because you can and because no one else can do it for you but you. So when you go to the store and you feel all this energy around you, it releases it. It gets you away from it. What you have to be able to do is go home and say, you know what? I don't want to have it here either. And decide that for yourself. You can go out and do anything that you want to. You both can. You know why? Because you're good enough to do it. But the world doesn't want you to know you're good enough to do it. Let the world go by and you go out and do what you want to do for you and enjoy yourself and help some people along the way. Help the ones who really need the help, not the ones who just want to try to get something from you. So I think when most people hear about spirit mediums, I think a lot of people remember uh, Sylvia Brown and the Jamaican lady on the commercials. You know, what was her name? Miss Miss Claudia or whatever her name was. And I think that brings a lot of stigmatism to it. What do you think about that as you yourself as a spirit medium? There are a lot of people out there who are more connected to your pocket than they are connected to spirit because all they want to do is they want to charge you $450 an hour, and then 10 minutes more after that hour, it's okay. But if they get into 12 minutes, then they want to start charging you again because they have a gift, and they know they can get answers for you. So we live in this ego world. They're going to try to get as much money out of you as they can. I have that gift as well. And when I have a reading, I charge $75. And if our reading goes over an hour, 
I don't charge them anything else. I have done readings that have been four or five. I actually had a, a reading here about a month ago. It went for 10 hours because she had a lot of stuff that had to come through. And we talked and talked and talked. And you know what I charged her? 75 bucks. Because it's not important to me to have six cars and seven houses and 10 boats. It's important to me to get the information out that's going to help this person. And that's what all other mediums could do. And a lot of them don't because they think it's important to have six cars and seven houses and 10 boats. That's not important. You know why? Because when you leave here, you're not taking it with you. You can't help anybody with doing that. All you're doing is helping yourself. So these other mediums out there, I'm calling them out and I'm telling them, you know what? Stop bullshitting people. You can help people just because you can, not because you need to charge them. You can help people just for the fact that you can help them because we can and, uh, and because you want to. We could all be doctors and, and lawyers and all that stuff just to be doctors and lawyers to help people. We could all help each other so much that we don't have to live in this world with money anymore. We could share everything because there's enough of everything in the world for every single person. But these, there's this 1% of the people in this world who have, have to have control and power over you. And that all started with religion. And now it's religion and government. We don't have to live like that anymore. We can take care of each other and live freely in this world. But until we get to that point, yeah, there's, there's these people out there who just want to charge and charge and charge and charge and charge. You don't have to do that. They don't have to do that. They choose to do that. Just like someone who wants to drink alcohol. That's not a disease. You choose to drink alcohol or you choose to take drugs. You could do something else and choose to help other people. So go ahead and do it. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned religion, and that's one thing that I talk about quite often here on the podcast. It's, it's not – yeah, it's uh, – <laughs> It's it's not it's not a secret that I am uh, I, I I don't like organized religion. Uh, that's good because it's all bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's pretty much my thought here lately, or not lately, but over the past year and a half or so, I've been delving into paganism, and the reason why yeah. is because there's really no set rules. You do what you think is best, what you think is going to help, and so. Sure. I, what What is your ideal? And I know we talk about God and in paganism, paganism, I don't necessarily pray. I don't pray. I, you know, I'll meditate or concentrate, but to yeah, not, not necessarily a single, not a single deity. I like to, I think a lot of people think of like the higher power, whatever the hell that is. Yeah, right. So what, what are your yeah. thoughts on that? Well, God's name isn't God. <laughs> we give him the name God because when we say the word God, we think of something all powerful like we do with the rock band Led Zeppelin. We call them the gods of rock and roll because they are all powerful. So that's why we call him God because it's something just like the archangels. Archangels, uh, Michael and Raphael and Uriel, their names aren't Raphael and Uriel and Michael. These are just names that we give them to that they recognize through us so we can relate to them. But is that their real names? No, you can't pronounce their real name. Paganism, uh, Catholicism, all that religion, all religion was created by man. And what they are are just groups of people who are like-minded people. And they, But some of them go so far, whereas they want you to believe in all this stuff. And you have to believe in it. And if you're not believing in it, you are a sinner, child. Well, no, you are not, because we are all created from this higher power, from a part of them 
which makes our soul a divine soul, not just Jesus. We are all divine. So none of us do anything wrong. There is no wrong and right. There's no epic failures. There's no mistakes. There's only what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And if it doesn't work for you, quit freaking doing it. That's all. If you walk through a door and there's a nail on the floor and you trip over it once, go get a hammer. Or you could trip over it five times, but because people don't learn the lessons very well. But all these religions, they're just created by people who want to be an individual, just a little bit different than other people. We don't even have to do that as well. We could all just be together because there is no black or white and yellow and green and orange. There's one race of people, the human race. We're here to work together and help each other. But yes, the, the higher power, that's what you're, you're praying to. But you don't even have to pray to it either because praying is not what people think it is for. People want to pray to something because they want more than they're supposed to have. That's not what you're supposed to be praying for. Praying is for giving thanks for what you do have and not for what you need more of. Because if that was the truth, then how come when they have a football game, both teams are praying to win, but only one wins? Because only one is supposed to win, because that's the way the rules of the game are. Yeah, so definitely. I, 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 I uh, resonate with that quite a bit. Absolutely, because you, you you can talk to them, you can call them whatever you want to, but if you look up into the sky and you see everything up there, come on, man. Something created that. Something made that. It wasn't just a Big Bang Theory and something. You know why the, the people think it's a Big Bang Theory? Because they don't know. Because they don't understand it. They are finding that out, that uh, the science and the physics that we have here on this world are only for this world. I mean, because they can't, they're just, they're right now they're saying, oh, UFOs actually are real and we can't understand them because they go 15, 20,000 miles an hour and, and, and G's of 300 G's and we know we can't handle that G. Well, if you know they can do that, but then you know our science doesn't match their science. So, yeah. So, but uh, <clears throat> the world is, we are here to learn lessons and fulfill a purpose. And then when you leave here, you either, if you don't fulfill the purpose, you just come back again. But uh, everyone has the free will to decide what is best for them. But what you don't need to do is try to impose yourself or impose your religion on other people just because you think that way. You have to let people think for themselves. Because like I said, nobody sins. Jesus Christ did not die for your sins. Jesus Christ died for being a free thinker, trying to tell people that we could all live together. We could take care of each other. We could share everything in the world together and do it for free. But the people who are in control of, of other people said, we got to get that guy, Jesus, and, and we got to do something with him because he's, he's going to take our power away. He's going to take our people away. And the people who were doing that were religion. They don't want to tell you that part of it. But then they scooped him up. They put him on the cross because he wasn't the first one to be on the cross. He wasn't the last one to be on the cross. And then they tortured the shit out of him. And then they murdered him from everybody. And then what they did they do? They made an example out of him. And they said, hey, if you do what Jesus did or if you follow him, we're going to do that to you too. And then that way you'll learn a lesson and you won't ever try it again. And that's why, that's why they have a cross around everybody's neck. To remind you how much control they have over you. You don't have to live under... Any rule if you don't want to. You don't have to live by any religion that you want to. All you really need to do is just have faith. 
and whatever you want to have faith in. But most of all, you need to have faith in yourself. Like I said, we're all good enough to do everything and anything we want to do. We just have to have faith in that. If you want to talk to someone or look up into the sky and ask him for advice or ask whoever you want for advice, go right ahead because you're allowed to. But don't let anybody else talk you into saying you can't because you don't believe in this one or that one. You do what's best for you. I think the Catholic Church has a big play in a lot of the stigmatism that comes around with anything esoteric or occult or, uh, you know, uh, sacred knowledge. Yeah, I was Baptist, so uh, I grew up Baptist, uh, and my dad was a preacher, and so I remember Halloweens where I couldn't be anything except like a clown or a doctor for many years. And now clowns come out of the uh, storm drain. Oh, yeah, exactly. Clowns are creepy as shit. So I don't know yeah, what, don't what my parents that. were thinking about that. But, yeah, spirits, spirits themselves, they are, not, they are not nuns coming at you with a knife. They're not clowns coming out of the storm drains. They're just people. That's all. Yeah. Some uh, of them are bad people. Some of them are angry. That's all. I was going to say that uh, I, I mentioned a story uh, last podcast where I was working at a fish restaurant, okay? And it was an old building. It was kind of like worn down. It was like they only were open about a year later after this story. And so I had seen several things there, right? And there was this one Saturday morning. We were super slow. I was on the fryers. And as I dumped the basket into the hot uh, the hot area where, you know, you put your food up there so the, the waiters can grab things, I put it on there, and there was a guy sitting in his chair on the other side of this. You know, he was wearing, like, you know how the older guys would wear those dicky, like, the full like suits, like the the blue and the like khaki ones. He was sitting yeah. there. He was sitting in his chair with his legs crossed, <laughs> and he was smoking a cigar. And he was so extremely happy. the The presence I got off this guy, he was so happy. His face was so wrinkled and happy. He was smiling so hard. I was like, "Wow, that's really weird." So I told my <laughs> boss this, and she said, "Oh my god, that's so and so. He just passed away like last week, and this was his favorite place to eat." And I just oh and apparently God. apparently the chair that he was sitting in it looked like one of those like nineteen eighties Coca Cola chairs with the black you know <laughs> black yeah. frames and the red seats and apparently that's what was Love in that. his kitchen, so it was uh, really weird. That was one of my one of my craziest experiences that I've ever had just because of how how plain and present he was there and that right. recognize the person recognized who it was when I told him who it was. So I said yeah. that to say this is that she had a spirit medium come in. Uh, like on the, like okay. the next Friday while I was working because she had a friend that was a medium. So and this is the only person I've ever talked to that was a medium. So she wanted to talk to me about what had happened. So as I was coming up to her, she's like, oh, you're a sensitive. I can sense it off of you right now. Yeah. And uh, we had talked and whatnot and made a lot of sense. And this was probably, I was like 16 years old. This was about 15 years ago or so. And Yeah, uh, like I sensed it off you when we had that chat. Yeah, no, it's, that's what kind of hit me is that <laughs> she had said this like 15 years ago when I was a teenager and you had said pretty much the exact same thing, which kind of struck me <laughs> kind of odd. How did I, I don't, and this is the thing I don't I don't understand because I don't experience this. How did you, yeah. how did you, what feeling did you get? How did you get that? Did it just come to you randomly? What post was it that you even saw? I don't even know. They told me, spirit told me. They were like, so Hey, you, you need to check you this said, guy out. Yeah, no, no. When you said, you said, I'm a little sensitive to things. And they said, and I get, so they put thoughts in my head. And they touch me for answers. So they touch my forehead for yes and no answers. When I get a no, it feels like a tear running down the left side of my eye. When I get a yes, I get all kinds of yes answers from different archangels that are touching my face. Because I have archangels as spirit guides because I cross spirit over and they, they have to protect me. 
So I have uh, I have different ones. I have a uh, uh, a Raphael, a guy named Manos, another one there, another Raphael, Uriel, uh, Gabriel, um, uh, Michael, uh, Jesus, Lucifer, not the devil, uh, a Jacob, a Daniel, uh, a Helen. I have them all. They all touch me. No matter who is giving me the yes, it's just a yes answer because they're the right hand of God or whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> but uh, as soon as you said I'm, I'm I'm sensitive. I said right back to you, you're more than just sensitive. You're not that. You actually see things, you hear things, and you're like, yeah, yeah, how'd you know that? I'm saying, because they're telling me that. So when I say they're telling me that, I'm literally getting a thought comes into my mind that it, like it's my own thoughts, but I know it's not mine. And it comes right in, and I go, and I get the information, and then I told it to you, and you were like, hey, you okay? Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, you're my people. Yeah, it, we it, are attracted. It was really we strange. Yeah, we, we pick up on each other. Why? Because we are that close to our own soul. Not everybody is because a lot of people are jaded by their own egos and all the other people in the world, and they can't see to that part anymore. But we are picked up. Of, why do you have this gift? Because you didn't have it just this time you were born. You come in with it with your soul every time you come back. You just get woken up at different times in your life. That's all. But you are sensitive it's not your sensitive because the world doesn't want you to know you have that kind of power we all have that kind of power in the very beginning we're born with it everyone is born with it but the world talks you out of it by telling you the ways of the world and for most people it goes away but some people it sticks with them because it's just supposed to and it's supposed to stick with you and that's why you see the things that you do that's why i told you you're on the cusp of becoming a, a medium and you were like, yeah, I just thought about that two weeks ago. And I said, yeah, you should go forward with it <laughs> because you can, because you would be able to do that. It's funny so, because yeah, that, when you said that, it struck me because I had my tarot read for right. the first time, like the week before, and it had mentioned something very, very specific. And you had said the exact same words that Colt had said right. to me. And, and why, why and, did you pick up on it? Because your soul is telling you this is the right thing to do. Synchronicity. Yeah. It's very, it's very interesting. You know, you mentioned about the tear coming down your eye. Now, every time yeah. I have ever seen anything, the emotions in my body go wild. And I, it's, I don't cry because I'm not sad or happy or anything, but my body right. reacts and I have tears running down my face. And it's not because I'm Why? crying. Because I'm not crying, but do you understand right. what I'm saying? Oh, I absolutely, because that's what I feel. I feel, it feels like a tears. Like it feels, what they tell me it is, it's called the tears of blood. So when I feel it, because it has to do with Jesus, when I feel it, it feels like a blood, like blood is dripping down the side of my face next to my eye. When I get those touches on my forehead, it feels like blood is going across my forehead. Because it, it feels like that thick, like droopy, drippy bloop across your, well, that's what I feel. Or I feel a real quick one. But yeah. I've got goosebumps that's what right it now. Is. Because what it is, it's your soul because it's not magic that runs your body. Your brain just makes the little parts move, your feet and your fingers move and stuff like that. But it's your soul that runs your body, like a battery and a radio. If you take the battery out, radio doesn't work. If you take the soul out, body doesn't work. But it's your soul connecting with you and what making you feel that. Like when you get goosebumps, that's not nerve-ending crap. That's your soul connecting with you, telling you this is a good thing to do. So when you're getting those feelings, that's your soul that you know, hey, Ryan, this is what is going on, pal. And you're going, holy shit, and you're feeling it. Yeah. That's why you get all that stuff. Yeah. You're connected to your soul, man. Super connected. 
not everybody is. I, I don't even really know. <laughs> no, it just, it happens. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's not like I'm seeking this out either. It's uh, and you know, it's really started. Sure? It's really started since I got into paganism and I don't want to attribute that to paganism. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. No matter how it started for you, that's what the important part is that it started. You know, it started in it's April. Uh, we did a, I did a little planting thing where like on Ostara, which is, you know, around Easter that I just planted a plant and it was supposed to be for, uh, new beginnings and it's supposed to be for, you know, like a fertility type thing. And so oh, that's like, yeah, like a week later I had something pop up that was a job opportunity and I took that and it was like a dream job. And these things just started snowballing one after another, after another for like the past, well, since April. So what the last couple of months just snowballing and it's really, I don't know if it's synchronicity or if everything's just lined up. My stars are lined up. You are on the correct path. You are on the correct path. It makes you want, it really makes me wonder. And, uh, you know, maybe I need to take a better look at that. You know why you're, you're, these good things are happening to you. Why is that? No, because you're just you're just one of those people who is not a big sheep in this world. I would like to hope. I, I would like to think that about myself. Yeah, there are people in this world who are just ne- negative about everything. They they gossip about other people and they're just poo poo on everybody and, and they treat people like shit. But you're just not one of those people. You try to look for the best in other people. That's all. I try to, and you know, it's funny that I kind of was one of those negative people, and I was in the politics really heavy, and yeah, I got you, you changed. I got burnt. I just, I want to say I got burnt on it and I have, I've, yeah, I basically had enough and it's funny that it happened around last election, but I got burned. And so (laughs) I think a lot of people did, but like ever since I took that out of my life as not, I have, I I used to be like politics all day long every day. And once I took that out, it's been almost like a burden that's lifted. It's not as heavy. You know why? Why is that? Because politics doesn't mean anything. They don't it, run this country. Yeah, and that's what they, I what I discovered that it's literally there's yeah. nothing we can do about it. It's just part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's a. But there's nothing we could ever do bullshit. about it. Your our, our participation ends at the voting booth. After that, they don't care about us. All they care about is being in office and being in power and being in control. Right. That's all they care about. That's why they wash their own backs. That's why nobody really ever gets in trouble. That's why Donald Trump didn't really get uh, kicked out of office and never did. And that's why Joe Biden and his son continue to do all this crap because they can, because they all have friends, because they're going to keep each other in office. That's what their, their goal is. The, the people who run this country are the, are the big corporations, and they're not going to let us do anything either until at some point we stand up and say, you know what, we're not going to put up with this shit anymore. I think, I think it's funny. Do. A lot of people don't realize that there's about seven corporations that mm-hmm. own literally everything. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how much of this, you know how much United States China owns, but people don't know that? It was like one-third. I mean, it was a lot of... Uh... Yeah. I think they own a lot of corporations over here. The last uh, figure that I looked, I think the average American owns, owes about $150,000 to China. Yeah. Yeah, because we, we keep – and the, the reason the problem is is because we've let the controlling powers – we have relinquished all the power to them. We've let them have it over the years and years and years, and we don't do anything about it. We could do something about it. You know what we could do? We could stop voting. And if we stop voting – Everyone would have to get out of office. Because obviously the people we, that we vote for don't do anything, and that goes for both sides. No. They, don't, they don't do anything for themselves. They don't do it for us. I like to, so I like to say that them. nobody gets in the office on you know being random. Everything's, <laughs> everything's no. already picked. Everybody's always friends. You know, There's always yeah, a connection it's only, somewhere. It's, only, it's pretty much predetermined. Yeah, we're definitely. Just, we're, 
they just want us to think we're part of it and going out into the voting booth. But we've already uh, noticed at this last election that a lot of that stuff was not real. And it was, a lot of it was, was they were putting votes into the system that weren't really real. And why did they do that? Because they wanted one particular guy to win and they wanted the other one to get out. That's all. And that's okay. I mean, I think I think yeah. my my thought is is that no matter who it is, we hope that they do the best that they can. You know, we can try to we can hope they can do the best, but they they normally don't because yeah, you know, I've I've noticed no matter what we do, the country will continue to run itself. You know how they talk about saying, oh, we got to get this bill in here, we got to get this stuff done, we got to do all this stuff because if we don't, we're going to shut down. That the country never shuts down. They just want you to think you're part of it. And they want to continue to think that get everybody to believe this drama that's actually going on. And we have to worry ourselves to death over the stuff. And when they do that, that's what they want us to do. Is it because the more we worry about things, the more we have friction in this country, the more money we spend, which keeps them in business and us, you know, scowling, trying to get something to eat. Do you think it's a, a a power manipulation of our energy to just keep us down, just to keep us worried, to keep us oh, anxious, to drive our power oh, down? I know you mentioned they, that they, that we're all divine, and I've heard that from several different places, yeah. that they put things in place to make you feel like you're a piece of this so that you don't yeah. have this energy and you don't, you don't, exor- yeah. you know, don't, don't you display this energy. Yeah, they Believe me, religion does not want the second coming of Christ happening. Because if Christ came back here, he would tell them, hey, religion, you're not supposed to be having control and power over people. They already did they that. He already did that once. <laughs> yeah, they don't want him to come back here. He was only here once. He was here once, and they killed him the first time. They would kill him a second time and then tell everybody, we're in control, not him. And that's what they did the first time. They don't want him coming back. So, yeah. But what we have to do is, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm here to tell you, Christ tried to come here and help us. And we saw how that turned out. They killed him. The only way we can help ourselves now is by all of us getting together and standing up and saying, no, we're not going to do this anymore. We need a reset. And that's the only way things are going to work. Everyone who's in office, they have to go. Everyone who's in big corp, they have to go. They're not allowed to have power anymore because no one is supposed to have power over anyone in this world. But we have relinquished that to them and now they just took advantage of it. Now back on back on the mediumship, I have a question. Yeah. So uh, yeah. a lot of times you see on TV, you know, somebody will ask, "Oh, how's my uncle Bob? How's my uncle Randy?" You know, does oh, it no, does really. it work like that? I mean, just we can be honest here, no. and and I'm probably no. sure that it doesn't, and it's all TV. No. But no. just kind of walk us That's through that. It. Sure. So when spirit leave here, <clears throat> if your mom and dad dies tomorrow, uh, that no one goes to heaven right away. Uh, everyone goes to a holding area because they're going to go over your life with you. It's not judgment. Judgment is the only people who want to judge you are the ones who have, want to have control over you. And God doesn't need to judge you. We judge ourselves a thousand times a day. Why does he need to do it once more? Because he just doesn't. So what they will do is they will send you to this holding area for two reasons. One, because 130,000 people die every day and you have to wait your freaking turn. And two, they're going to go over your life and they tell you, hey, you did this decision and this decision, but... When you made this decision, Ryan, uh, it not only affected one or two people, but it affected 10 people, and it kind of screwed things up for them. And you as a soul want to be able to do good things. So you go, oh, man. And they go, well, you didn't fulfill your purpose because you did too much stuff for just yourself, uh, so you got to go back again. But if you get to stay and you're one of those people who get to stay because you fulfill your purpose, 
if you're brand new in the heavens, you, you, you get more energy when you cross over into that light. Uh, but if you're not there for a long time, you may not be able to come back and talk to someone. Or when you leave and you go there, you get to live a wonderful, wonderful, you can go absolutely, heaven, I've seen it, they show it to me. Uh, it's 10,000 times better than you can ever imagine it is. Now, there's not all the physical things there, but there are some of the physical things you can do. It's just different. But when you get to go there, you have so many opportunities to do everything, but you no longer have pain, anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, anguish. You can't break bones, none of that. So there's so much more to do. Now, knowing if you could leave here and go spend the rest of your life in a giant 10,000-mile size amusement park, would you want to leave there and come back here? No, no, because you're going to get to do wonderful things. You think they always want to come back here and talk to you when they can go do all these wonderful things? No, so they don't want to always do that. So you can try to call out and get them to say, hey, Mr. Medium, can I talk to my mom? And they tell you, yeah, I'll get your mom for you. She's lying their ass off because they can't always do that. They can't. And they say they can, but they can't. And why do they say they can? Because they want to charge her 450 bucks an hour. That's why. Now, sometimes your mom and dad may want to come through, and sometimes they just don't. And if they do, good. If they don't, maybe they are so busy, they might actually send another relative through who can give you the same answers. But people are so screwed up with their egos. I want to talk to my mom. I don't want to talk to my uncle. Well, your mom's busy doing something right now, so she sent me here to talk to you so I can give you the same answers. Why? Because they are all connected, as, as are we. We are all connected, too. We can all, this is not home. You can go home but when, when it's your time to go. And when it is your time to go, you can go home if you choose to, or you can remain here as Northbound Spirit. But when you get there, you're going to want to do what you want to do there, just like you want to do when you, you're here. So it's their choice to want to, if they want to come back and talk to you. And if they do, they may just talk to you about some other things. Are they going to talk to you about their death? No, because their death is not important. The only person, people who are important to your death are the ones who want to make money off of you. But what they will tell you is just try to help how to have a better life and how to do things better for yourself. Are they going to talk to you about money? No, they're not, because where they are, there is no money. They don't give a shit about it. So they will just try to help you better your life, and they can do this all the time. You can have your spirit guides. You can ask them for help as well. They're here to help you all the time. You always have spirit here to help you. It may not be your mom and dad, but it may be other spirit guides who are here to help you all the time. You can get help from them. But people want to talk to their mom and dad. But are they necessarily going to be there for you to talk to them? Absolutely not. And people need to let that go because they see this on TV and movies. And TV and movies want you to believe that this happens all the time. It doesn't because people want to think, oh, well, I want to get a secret special message just for me from somebody in heaven. You know what? You're here now because you were in heaven before. If you were supposed to have a secret special message, you would have known it by now. And why do you need a secret special message? Oh, do you think Spirit's going to come back here and tell you, oh, by the way, I left the money behind the walls so you can dig it open and find it. They don't care about money. They're not going to tell you that stuff. They're going to tell you how you can live your life and how you can do things better to be a better person, to be a better person to other people. But are they going to come back to you just because you want them to come back? You know what? I want to win a million dollars, but am I going to win it? Well, I don't know, but I would like to win it. I'm going to sit here and wish and wish and wish I want to win it. But does that do anything any good for me? No. I would want to talk to my mom, 
if my mom wants to talk to me. But if she doesn't, it's her choice. And that's the way it is. You know, it's funny you said that about, you know, if, if they could channel certain things and they're all full of shit pretty much. I think yeah. a lot of people remember when Sylvia Brown had predicted, or not predicted, but she had felt that this girl had died, and they end up finding the girl several years later still alive. And I think that yeah. really that really broke her, at least uh, her career. <laughs> yeah, because she's full of shit. Because she wants attention. You know what I call those people? Attention whores. Now, I do channel. I channel, but I don't channel with, like, uh, regular people like uh, like your mom and dad's not going to come through. When I channel, I can only channel with other mediums. And then when I channel with them, a message comes through. And every time I do channel with another medium, the voice that comes through and the words that they say are not their voice. I just we we record it, and I'm like, holy crap! But uh, but and that stuff can happen. It does happen all the time, but it doesn't happen like it does in TV and movies. They sensationalize it so that you'll believe in it. But they also sensationalize other stuff like like oh possession and like the the uh, what's that movie the uh, uh, the Exorcist or something yeah the Exorcist that does not happen they cannot possess you they can come through you and speak through you and they can influence you but so can good spirits but influence bad these negative energies can influence you to do good to do bad things but it is still your choice. To do what you want to do and if you don't want to do it you don't because you know i have black friends who are great and i have white friends that are, who are great but if you're a piece of shit it's because you choose to be a piece of shit right and that's it yeah definitely and this is a little off topic not necessarily off topic but it's a different different thing here so yeah so me being a celtic pagan i have scottish ancestry and whatnot and that's why i lean towards it um <laughs> there's a this time but the last time you were here you weren't scottish go ahead okay <laughs> i love the idea of uh, unseen things so you know fairies and gnomes and elves and things like that uh, being a medium you said you you pick up on different creatures and things could that be yeah. that is there is there another realm that we don't see that maybe these things pass through and that's why people get sightings lots of them and you and the reason uh when you see these little things we call them what we call them, little pixies and all this other stuff. That's not what they are. They're just from someplace else. That's what they look like on their world. And when they come through into this realm, we see them, and now we got a name for them. You know, it's just like we named God, God. It's pretty simple. But, yeah, there are other realms, and they do come through. But are they trolls that live under bridges? Because when we think of a troll, we think of one living under a bridge or you know, or what's that, uh, the movie Disney made with the, the green troll looking good and, uh, and, uh, Eddie Murphy is a jackass. Shrek, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shrek. We, that's what we think. Oh, Shrek, everybody's Shrek. No, they're not like that. But what they are is what they are. And that's where, what they look like when they live where they look like. And some of them are actually able to come through into this one. And when you see them through, you're like, oh my God, it's a troll. He's going to bite my head off. No, not necessarily. I mean, maybe he'll try, but he can't because he would have to actually be in this realm. We People talk to me about that all the time. Well, I want to try to raise my vibration so I can get to the fifth dimension. You're never going to be in the fifth dimension. That's really popular right now. Yeah, because your body cannot handle being in that dimension. It cannot physically be in that dimension. And... You can only raise your vibration so high. Well, I want to raise it up so I'm angel-like. You cannot because you are attached 
into a body. You're here to learn physical lessons in this world and fulfill a purpose in this world. But again, people in this business, they want to fill your head full of untruths. There are things that are just not real. You know, you but mentioned yeah, you mentioned the the uh, vibrations. I know that's a really popular subject right now. People trying to oh, ascend, boy, yeah. and I, I think a lot a, of shit. I think a lot of people get that from David Wilcox. And uh, oh, I got that guy. You notice that guy? I was on um on the guy uh, and or he was on the History Channel and he was talking about UFOs and blah blah. Ancient and aliens. Now all, sudden, now all of a sudden he's not so popular on there anymore. So now I've seen him on Facebook. And he has come out calling himself a psychic medium. He didn't call himself that before. He was just a writer. And he wrote a shitload of books. And now all of a sudden he calls himself a psychic medium. And you know what? He's not. Yeah, I, I've noticed things that he'll, he'll he'll change with the fads a little bit. You know, I know yeah. the synchronicity was his big deal. I think he wrote the synch- synchronicity yeah. key. Uh, he did that. And then he did the alien stuff. And then, you know. Yep. Yeah. You know why they do all that stuff? Money. To stay relevant. To stay relevant and make a paycheck. That's why they do it. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to tell us about being a medium or uh, how to do it or what that entitles? Um, my suggestion for people out there, like I said, uh, if you are having these things <clears throat> happen to you, if you are seeing the things out of the corner of your eye, uh, if you are losing sleep uh, because of this stuff, if you are waking up 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock in the morning because you're getting these things, if you're seeing the numbers, 1111, 222, 333, all this stuff, if you're seeing spirit, if you're seeing other things that look sort of like spirit but not spirit, everything, reach out. Reach out, find other people, get as much information as you can so that you are doing it in the best way and in, in the most truthful way. The reason I say that is because I did a reading for someone who couldn't get out of her own way, out of her own life, and I had to figure everything out for her and tell her all these answers. And then six months later, I saw her on Facebook because she took a couple of classes, classes, and now she pronounced herself as being a psychic medium. And again, she wasn't. So when you see these classes out there that say, you can become a psychic medium too, no, you cannot. You either have it or you don't. If you have a fascination with it, then look into it. And then maybe you might find out you actually have one. I break out people all the time. I I talk to them. I wake them up to let them know because I get answers from them. And then when I start telling them answers, I go, yeah, how'd you know that? And I say, yeah, because you're just like me. And and I'm able to connect with you and let you know that. But the only way you're going to do that, the only way you're going to find out is go out and find somebody else. Find other people to be with. But like like anything else in this world, you have to be truthful. You have to be honest. You cannot pretend to be somebody just because you you dress up in your clothing. That's all like a black with the little spikes on it and and all that stuff. And you you want to hang out with all the other kids who dyed their hair hair black. Doesn't make you a psychic medium. Doesn't make you a medium. Doesn't make you an empath. You either are or you are not. You can't take classes for it. You can't go to college for it. You can't go to school for it. None of it. But what you can do is find out the truth. And if you need to find out the truth, then go out and look for it. If you want to do that, uh, if you want to talk to me, and I will be glad to talk to you about it, you can find me at uh, 
spiritmediumdaniel.com. It's one long word, spiritmediumdaniel.com. And uh, you can get a hold of me, and I'll talk to you about it for free because I, I want to help you. So, and that's what you can do. Or you can watch my uh, podcast. It's at uh, www.beyond-the-veil.com where we talk about all this stuff too, metaphysical, non-metaphysical, supernatural, all this stuff. I talk about the stuff that are no such thing as people make this stuff up, but everything, we bring out the truth. But yeah, if you can, reach out to someone who's near you or reach out to me. doesn't make a difference. As long as you get the information and you are help, able to help yourself, then you are better than you were yesterday. Well, Daniel, I have really enjoyed our conversation, and I would like to say that you're welcome back anytime that you want to come on the show to plug anything. And Thanks, so, man. Anytime you want to have me, you just get a hold of me, and uh, we'll do this again, and we'll talk about anything you want to. And maybe, I'll tell you what, maybe we can get Colt to say something. Yeah, he uh, had a client while uh, we were recording, so yeah. he, had to, he had to buck out of here. <laughs> well, Daniel, your wife. We'll get your wife on here, yeah. Yeah, she's, we've got customers in the store right now. She's pretty busy. Um, I do appreciate it so much, uh, and uh, we'll be right back after this break. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, I would like you to check out the Facebook page. I still have my Threadless shop. Everything's still up there. Um, we do have the Facebook page, and as well as an actual website, nightshadesecho.com. Um, you can go there. I've been posting a lot of my art that I do. I got a new drawing tablet a couple weeks ago, so I've been doing uh, cryptid art and things like that. And we hope to maybe do prints or something. I think a couple people have showed interest in doing prints of my artwork and I'm not sure how that'll go about, but I think that'd be something cool that we can have at the store. And of course it'll be available online for those who want them. Um, I've always done art and I really haven't done a whole lot of art in the last couple of years, but before that I was very, very active in art. You know, things happen. They just, you get get busy and, and you just kind of push things aside and you get interested with other things and, you know, you know, this is how it is. And so me getting this drawing tablet, I had in the mind that, if I got it, I'd be doing more art, in which I have. I've, I've pumped out more art the past couple of weeks than I have in the past couple of years. So, and, and I really like it. I really like using it. It reminds me of painting. Like I use Photoshop to, to draw everything, but it reminds me of painting. I really like to paint. Yeah, check out my art, and if, if you're interested in ordering prints or anything like that, let us know through the Facebook page. We're very active. I'm always on Facebook, so if you message, I'll I'll message you really really fast, so you don't have to wait around. And um, but yeah, that's basically it. I do want to thank you for listening again. And this has been the Night Shades Echo with Ryan this week. Susan will be back next week. And maybe we'll talk about something else. Um, I really like American folklore. We might talk about some folklore type subjects. So thanks for sticking around. This has been Ryan, your host. And we're out.
death, the destroyer of worlds. We all go a little mad sometimes. The Antichrist. You got me in a vendetta kind of mood. Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. It's not the photographer's fault. Bigfoot is blurry. And that's extra scary to me. Because there's a large, out-of-focus monster roaming the countryside. Like a left kind to me. I gotta do a little bit of tree. Who else in the left kind say yeah? yeah.